money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Let's catch up on city business on Lincoln Live. This is Dale Johnson, joined by Lincoln Mayor Larry Ungaylor Bayard. Mayor, good morning. Good morning, Dale. It's great to be with you. Great to have you with me. Thank you very much. Let's start with the city's water supply. Last month when we talked, uh, police issues took up most of our conversation time. And, and lost in that last visit was your update on the need for a second water source for Lincoln. The Ashland Wellfield is, is still capable. It's believed to be able to adequately supply Lincoln's water for a growing population uh, for the next 20 to 25 years. But share again, if you would, please, the effort going on to secure a new water source. You bet. Well, obviously, water is a very fundamental natural resource that uh, the city is responsible to make sure we have a plentiful supply of, that it has, we have safe, clean water flowing to people's taps and so we constantly are analyzing our needs and how to grow that supply to support our growing community and yes we've been building additional wells on the Platte River all of Lincoln's municipal water comes from that one source but we know looking a few decades out that we're going to need an additional source and and what we saw with the massive floods um, and damage to the Platte River well field during 2019 storms is that having resiliency in our water supply is really important too so our team at lincoln transportation utilities is working to develop a strategic plan for sourcing additional water into the future and i I just want to give a shout out to the legislature which has uh, preliminarily the appropriations committee has preliminarily uh, set aside funds from the american rescue plan to help us do that to help lay the groundwork for sourcing additional water for the capital city. So we're grateful for that investment that looks good for ensuring our ability to do just that. Give listeners a sense of time frame. Mm -hmm. A a group just doesn't wake up one morning and decide, you know what, we need a new water supply. Let's go get it. It takes time. Right. Right. I mean, this is something that uh, I first first came to my attention when I joined the city council back in 2013 and sat in on a water facilities task force. We had a presentation um, and study done by by a, a, an engineering firm back then that was sort of laying out the, the capacity, the millions of gallons of water per day that we will need into the future based on our population growth. And even gave a, a TEDx talk that included this as a, probably one of the highest priority needs for our community going into the future. So we've been definitely talking about this for a long time, but but it is really important to co- continue to act um, in not along with setting aside some resources in the city budget. We are we are working with federal partners, state partners, to try to identify both. Uh, a physical plan to get the water to Lincoln and a financial plan to pay for it. And I like to think back to what I remember Roger Larson telling me on the, uh, when we were on planning commission together that um, we all drink from wells that we did not dig. And that is literally true for us here in Lincoln. We, we benefit from those who actually piped, piped out to the Platte River 
in the early 20th century, and now it's it's our turn to make sure that we as a community are are preparing our um, our water supply for for ourselves and for our future generations. Mayor, I'm curious, coming off a, a record dry winter, getting only a fraction of the average seasonal moisture, what have you been told about summer use of water? Any indication that restrictions might be necessary? You know, we, we haven't had discussions about that uh, in my office at this point, so that's a good sign. You know, the, the, when there are concerns about that, we will we will sit down and talk through what, what that might look like. But um, back when we had drought in the in the um, mid-2000s, we, we as a city did pull together a, a plan for how to, how to implement drought restrictions should they become necessary. Um, we ho- we're hopeful that that won't be necessary, and we're certainly... While I, well, I don't like to see snow in March or other kind of precipitation we've been seeing this week, it's a good thing for for our um, community to have that kind of rainfall and, and precipitation. We know that that helps us avoid drought in the future. Lincoln Mayor Larry on Gaylor Bayard for the conversation here on Lincoln Live. Uh, City Council Chair James Michael Bowers told me on this show a month ago that he wants the council to take its time deciding what's best for a successful enactment of the Fairness Ordinance which is in limbo right now after a citizens group submitted nearly five times the number of signatures to have the ordinance either placed on the ballot for voters to decide or to shelve it, which was the case 10 years or so ago when a citizens group did the same thing after the council at that time revised the fairness ordinance. You spoke up in favor of the ordinance before it was approved back in mid-February on Valentine's Day. Uh, What do you think the city council should do? Well, Gail, thanks for the question. Uh, we we do support this, not just because it's the right thing to do for moral reasons. We want every single resident of our community to know that they belong, that they are affirmed, and that they have much to contribute here in the capital city. It's also really important in economic terms. You know, we are competing for workforce. We are competing on a global stage because workers can live anywhere. You know, we've seen the kind of flexibility that people want to do remote work. We want people here, and we have to have signs on our doors that say we are an open and welcoming community. We are open for business, which is is why the Lincoln and the state chambers uh, and why Omaha has support this and why Omaha has an ordinance similar in place. So there are a lot of reasons why this makes sense. Um, but this is a, a, a point where the city council um, needs to evaluate next steps. They have the choice of either putting this on the ballot or, or backing away from it. Um, and, you know, we've had, we've seen, we've seen some clear opposition. I believe it's a vocal minority, but it's not insignificant. And the pain and suffering that they are causing in our community is certainly not insignificant. Um, I, I would ask that those who oppose stop and think about the harm they can cause with their words and their deeds and to think about the fact that they're talking when they oppose these kinds of measures and talk about people in our community as less than full humans, that that, that is really antithetical to what I think they want to stand for, which is love of humanity, which is love for our fellow human beings and treating others as we would like to be treated. Um, We need to all be recognizing the full humanity of our fellow residents. So 
when you take into account the kind of harm that's being inflicted by opponents, the way this is being weaponized by people running for office in November, I think that the city council has a, has a difficult decision to make. Mayor, with all due respect to everyone who supports the fairness ordinance and everyone who wants people to be treated equally, and I think we can stroke it with a very broad brush that people in the community of Lincoln feel that everyone should be treated equally, but it's telling the fact that the city council is 0 for 2. Uh, mm -hmm. 10 to 12 year span in both instances in updating the fairness ordinance, there have been far more signatures gathered than were necessary in order to put the brakes on the ordinance. So I, I'm, I'm just wondering, what does this tell you? Is it is it too much too fast? I would just say that the threshold for upending a city council ordinance is really, really low. I mean, it is so, they only needed 4,000 signatures. It's pretty easy to get 4,000 signatures in a community of 289,000 people. So I, I think it says more about just how easy it is to overturn something passed by the city council than it says about the wider views of our community because the vast majority of people in Lincoln are welcoming. They want to compete. They want to lift up people and make Lincoln shine on a national stage. And they want to have opportunities for their families' futures. Um, so uh, I, I believe in, in the, Lincoln, the wider Lincoln community. I get your point, Mayor. 4,000 is a low threshold, but they submitted 18,000. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's a number that's uh, very eye-catching. Okay. Lincoln Mayor Larry and Gaylor Bayer joining me. Let's move on. Uh, it's been a year since Lincoln and Lancaster County was given $12 million from the American Rescue Plan in the form of grants to six local agencies for workforce development over the next three years. Update us, please, on the dissemination of that money. Yeah, we are so focused right now on the economic recovery and opportunity of this community. And so we have taken a significant portion of our American Rescue Plan dollars and deployed it to help small businesses and to help our workforce grow and compete. And so this is growing out of recommendations from my economic recovery task force when those recommendations were put together in 2020. There is a highlight put on developing workforce, helping people upskill and reskill so that they could match their talents with the jobs of, to, of the emerging jobs of today and tomorrow. So we are taking $12 million from American Rescue Plan funds, those are federal funds, and we're making grants to six local agencies for workforce development over the next three years. And we're we're really excited about the partnerships that are coming out of this. We're going to be making major investments in workforce development for key industries, including um, the health sciences, nurses and phlebotomists, in IT, in manufacturing, welding, you know, early childhood education and childcare. We know how important that is, not just to that industry, but to all businesses who rely on workers who are parents and to youth employment as well, so that we're training up um, students early on in their careers. So um, very excited about what we're able to do to support workforce and our local economy with these federal funds. Lincoln woke up in the green this morning. Last time the COVID <laughs> risk guy was in the green, Mayor, was June of last year. Feels good, doesn't it? It feels wonderful. Yes. It is wonderful, and I'm so grateful to everyone who's made it possible, from our public health team to our medical community to the staff of our hospitals to the schools and the businesses that have worked so hard to protect their students, their customers, and their employees. This is truly a community achievement, and it is a good place to be. 
Mayor, I can only assume there have been decision reviews along the way during this pandemic, reviewing decisions that were made by you and by health officials and how long those decisions would be in effect. I wonder if it's too early yet to take a big step back and review from the start of this pandemic in March of 2020 to today. Any talk of that? Uh, we, we're not in that position at this moment, but we have, of course, been tracking data all throughout. And I would want to highlight for our community that they should feel proud that the sacrifices that they made have paid off. Uh, we had data from a researcher at Johns Hopkins School of Public Health uh, at the end of 2021 that really highlighted the fact that compared with 700 counties of similar demographics size across the country, Lincoln fared incredibly well in terms of one, having one of the lowest mortality rates. And when you think about public safety and public health, keeping people alive is one of your best indicators of success. And our, our collective efforts as a community have helped save lives and, and prevent unnecessary illness. So uh, I, I feel really good about that as a, as a really key indicator of the success of our efforts. Mayor, I'm going to give you a, 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 an embarrassing amount of time, only 30 seconds, to talk about Barb McIntyre. Barb McIntyre, we're so excited to offer her the position of our new Human Resources Director for the city and county. She will, her, her appointment will go before the city council and, and county board very soon. She is a very seasoned professional in HR. She's going to be coming to us from the State Department of Transportation, but she's also got private sector experience. She's really rose to the top of a, a field of excellent candidates that we saw after a, a robust natural, national search, and, and we're excited to, to welcome her to the city and county team. There you go, Mayor. 30 seconds you did. <laughs> Appreciate your time. It's always good having you here on The Conversation. Oh, great to be here. Thanks so much, Dale. You bet. Larian Gaylor-Bayard, Lincoln's mayor.